Today, I want to talk to you from the vantage point of holy hunger pains in Jesus' name. Holy hunger pains because God moves at the speed of hunger. Make a little noise in your neighborhood if you are hungry for more. I'm hungry. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I'm telling you there's more in store. We are living in a Matthew 5-6 moment. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for more of God, for for righteousness. And the Bible says that you shall be filled. Are you hungry? I don't know about you, but there is a hunger, a holy hunger in our nation, a hunger for holiness, a hunger for hope, a hunger for heaven. Have you noticed there seems to be an air of expectation in the atmosphere? And this is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to read two scriptures and I want to tie them together. A holy hunger for heaven. Song of Solomon Chapter 5, verse 2, the scripture says, I sleep, but my heart is awake. Have you ever been there before? I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved. He knocks, saying, open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. I have taken off my robe. How can I put it on again? I have washed my feet. How can I defile them again? My beloved put his hand through the latch of the door, and my heart yearned for him. And later I arose to open For my beloved and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers liquid myrrh. On the handles of my lock, I opened the door for my beloved, but my beloved had turned away and he was gone. My heart leaped up when he spoke. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen who went about the city found me. They struck me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took my veil away from me. Verse 8, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, please, please tell him that I am lovesick. Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, the second scripture that I want to tie together. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Can we pray, Holy Spirit, speak to me? Would you pray that today? Holy Spirit, speak to me. Speak through me. Speak, speak, speak. Everybody say, speak, Lord. I'm listening. A holy hunger for heaven. I want to say revival will cost you something. It will cost you. Steve Hill was the first one to coin the phrase, more Lord, 
more, Lord. He was the first one that I ever heard say, more, Lord. I wasn't saved in the Brownsville revival, but I love to study revival history. And he used to say repetitiously, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, more love, more power, more Holy Spirit manifestation. I don't want to be redundant today, but are you hungry for more, Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 said that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. And this is what I want you to see. God doesn't move at the speed of agendas, programs, personal preferences, family traditions. No, God moves at the speed of our hunger for him. What do I mean? God responds to the level of hunger that we are willing to commit our lives to. How do I know? Because blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, holiness. And the Bible says that they will be filled with new wine from heaven. And this is what we are seeing this year. The hunger level is on the rise. It's about time. Let me break it down. Hunger is different than desire. Your desires can ebb and flow, but if you're really hunger, hungry for more of heaven, you will not be satisfied until that hunger is fulfilled. And many of you are listening to me today and you, you're, you're finding yourself at a place where you are unsatisfied with your current spiritual state. You know there has to be more. You know that there has to be more in store. And this is why I chose these two passages in Scripture because they are perfect companions for what I want to talk to you about today. Jesus said, here I am. The original revival, man. Even now, I am standing at the door. And if you open the door, I will let you in. And you can come into me and sup with me. The word dine here or sup is not like you going to Ruth Chris's with your spouse. It's way more than chicken wings and ice cream. No, the word in the Greek means so much more. The Hebrew people call this passage the Messiah's Feast. And I believe that this is where we are in 2023. People are hungry and thirsty. And Jesus is standing and knocking at the door of their heart saying, I want to come in and I want to give you more. Let me into your heart. Let me into your life. Let me into your daily routine. Let me break off the religious monotony because I am the Messiah and it's time to feast. There's a, there's a, a meal that's been prepared in heavenly places and we're getting ready to see revival sweep. I'm telling you that God moves at the speed of how hungry our hearts are for more of heaven. Everybody say, this is the Messiah's feast. In Jewish culture, people would, would sit down and sup at such a meal. They would serve the Messiah's feast. 
And the first thing they would serve is unleavened bread. And this is why Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Because bread was the main course for every Hebrew family. Bread was not a side dish. If you sat down to eat, there may not be any meat or taters. But there would definitely be bread. What does this mean? It means we as the church, we have to keep the main thing. The main thing and the main thing is Jesus. Jesus is not a side dish. He is the centerpiece of all creation. At the Messiah's feast, first and foremost, we see the unleavened bread. In Scripture, leaven represents sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is the unleavened bread. Jesus was perfect, holy, and true. Jesus was not like you and me. Jesus was pure. He was the spotless Lamb of God. He was sinless, meaning the first step to revival is repentance. We have to get the leaven out. Leaven represents sin, compromise, and complacency. When you answer the door and sit down with him in heavenly places, he takes the leaven out of your life. And this is what we have been seeing in the church the past three years, God has taken the leaven out of family, laity, church leadership. And now I believe that we're going to see it on a national level where, where many unrepentant politicians, local and national governmental leaders are going to fall like lightning. God has given us a space for grace and the judgment of God is coming for those who have not been leading right. They've been leading the blind in the ditch, exploiting the weak and the poor. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Read Acts chapter 5. But I'm telling you, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. First and foremost, we have to turn from the unleavened in our life. We have to get the sin out. Read Exodus 13. The Israelites were celebrating the first Passover and God gave His children very specific instructions. First of all, He said, I want you to make unleavened bread. And what I love about this story is it says when you make it, you will not have enough time for it to rise. I'm going to set you free before the bread has the time to finish. What did he mean? He was trying to convey that the children of Israel had stepped into a season of divine acceleration and there was a blessing standing at the door knocking. He says, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. And if you let me in by the time it takes for the bread to rise, I will turn your joy. Come on, somebody. I will turn your sorrow into joy, your sickness into strength, your debt into deliverance, your pain into purpose. Are you with me? This is what we are seeing in 2023. This is the Messiah's feast. It's in a season of acceleration. Read Exodus 13. In one day, the whole nation of Israel was brought out of bondage and into a season of liberty. 
2023 is the year to set the captives free. God is marking the move of God in our destiny. People are getting healed quickly. They are getting saved and delivered quickly. To those who are hungry and thirsty, they are getting breakthrough after breakthrough before the bread rises. Come on, somebody. You're going to be out of your sick bed. It's time to rise. Who am I talking to today? It is time to rise. Get the sin out and crucify the compromise, friend. It's time to stand up, take your mat, and walk out of the season that you've been settling in. Exodus 6, 6, 7, and 8. Why is 6 scared of 7? Because 7, 8, 9. Come on, somebody. When the children of Israel sat down to celebrate, the Messiah gave them four promises before they ate the feast. And this is what the Bible says. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and and mighty judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to you, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give to you as a heritage, a lineage, for I am the Lord. I love this. Here are four promises that will launch you into your divine purpose. Number one, I will bring you out. I will free you from slavery. I will redeem you, and I will bring you into the land that I promised you. All of this happens. All of these four things happen at the Messiah's feast. God said, I will bring you out. If you're stuck in a rut, the word of God is going to push you out. A religious rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. Can you hear me? It's time to come out. Before God can get get Egypt out of you, he has to get you out of Egypt. This is the greatest step. It represents the step to salvation. God wants to save you, Psalms 116. I will take this cup. It's the cup of salvation. And I will lift it up in the name of the Lord. God wants to save you, number two. God wants to bring you out. Then he wants to free you up. This is what I'm talking about. I want you to point down to the ground right now and say, Hey, devil, the yoke's on you. You need to do it. I see you. The yoke's on you. Say, hey, devil, the yoke is on you. Whatever you used to do, don't do it anymore. God wants to free you up. God wants to set you free, free from worry and anxiety, free from depression and fear, free from the spirit of religion and tradition, free from cigarettes and alcohol, free from gossip and slander. Can I keep going? Free from laziness and selfishness, free from drugs, doubt, and adultery. Whatever it is, God wants to set you free. Some of you need to get free from the opinions of other people. Oh, Chance, you need to calm down a little bit. Oh, really? How can we sit around and purr like little kittens when the next generation of of kids are bound by Satan? 
Have you seen what's happening recently? No, you got the wrong guy. There's something on the inside of me. And we need to let the lion out. People ask me all the time, why do you shout? And I always say that there's something stirring on the inside of my soul. Can you say it's time to let the lion out? It's time to rise. And it's time to roar. Because there's more in store. Number three, God wants to redeem you. He wants to buy you back. And just this morning, I was listening to the old song that says, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Do you believe it? Let that sink into your soul. Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. He paid your bill. Meaning some of you have been working hard to get what you've already got. You don't, you don't need approval. You don't need public love and acceptance. You don't have to demand respect. You don't, you don't need public reward. Even though these things may come, this is what I want you to see. If you've got Him, you've got everything you need. If He died for me, I'm going to live for Him no matter what. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I feel a praise up in here. Jesus paid it all. He purchased my sin debt on that old rugged cross. He wants to buy you back. Number four, and lastly, he wants to bring you into the promised land. Your pain is a launching pad for your purpose. I'm going to take you out of the desert and into the land flowing with milk, dates, and honey. Yes, these things I have promised you. I promise you peace, salvation, and prosperity, deliverance, healing, and divine direction, a house, a spouse, a quiver full of kids and grandkids. Come on. This is the Messiah's feast. He sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. It's time to open the door. Jesus is knocking and he wants to come in and sup with you. This is your year. It's your year. I don't know about you, but I'm going to stand up and say, this is my year. I'm hungry and thirsty. I'm hungry after heaven. I'm hungry after him. And this is what I have discovered more now than ever is that God moves at the speed of, of our hunger. And you can tell a lot about people by watching to see what they're hungry for. In atmospheres of revival like this year, some receive and some don't. Some eat and some don't. Some show up and some don't. Some keep living for themselves and they miss it. It was like that in Jesus' day and nothing's changed in our day. So my question for you today is this. When God breaks into your church, community, and state, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit back and let everybody eat your portion? Or are you going to rise to the occasion and do what God is asking you to do? Because this is a season of divine acceleration. Are you hungry for the holy? When your spirit man gets hangry, nothing in the world can satisfy 
your appetite, when your spirit man gets hungry, only God will do. No more cotton candy Christianity. <laughs> Come on, somebody. No more fluff. No, nobody benefits from these things. We need something of substance, especially in this hour. We need hope. We need healing. We need Him. Watch this. When your spirit man gets hungry, your soul gets healthy. We've all been there. We've all had the tug of war going on inside of our heart. But whatever you feed the most grows the most. And in the kingdom, the more you sit down and dine with Him, the hungrier you will become for the things of heaven. I'm telling you, because this is a special season that we have just stepped into. And the enemy is... In panic mode, if I can say it that way. Why? Because there's a holy hunger sweeping the land and God moves at the rate of our hunger. I've just preached myself happy up in here. The devil's knees are knocking. They're knocking because he knows we are in revival mode. Hell is shaking because the hunger level on earth is rising. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Jesus is knocking. Let's circle back to the text in Song of Solomon chapter 5. The psalmist said, I slept but my heart was awake. Have you ever been there before? He was laying in the bed and, he, and his heart was awake. But he was sleeping. And his beloved started knocking, my darling, my love, my head is drenched with dew. And here's the response, I hear you knocking, but I have taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? I have washed my feet. Must I soil it again? This is not convenient. I'm in bed. I'm resting and relaxing. I don't want to get my feet dirty again. And he wanted so badly to come in and sit down. And the scripture says he proceeded to put his hand through the door and it was dripping with perfume and anointing and he grabs the bolt of the door and he won't sin so bad but the bride is laying in the bed and there's the bride and the heart is beating what do I do but by the time she gets out of the bed and over to the door the bridegroom is gone now, if you didn't know, we're the bride and Jesus is the bridegroom and he's standing at the door knocking and he desperately desires to come in and sup with us. This is the Messiah's feast in 2023. And the underlying message of this whole story is this. We can't come to God on our own terms. When he is ready, we have to get up and go. We can't wait until we are ready. We have to do whatever he wants. When she she finally got to the door. Her hesitation cost her. I want to say revival, personal revival, corporate revival will cost you something. The scripture says, I opened the door and my beloved was gone. Read the story, Song of Solomon chapter 5. It says, I called for him and he did not answer. We have to seek the Lord while he may be found. He's passing by in 2023. And I don't know about you, but I want everything that he has for me. When she got to the door, all that was there 
was the residue of where he was. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in the present tense of God. Not where God used to be, but where God is. So what did she do from that moment? She tried to find God her own way. And that's a dangerous place to be. There's a way that seems right, but in the end is death. God is not like Burger King. He is the King of Kings. We can't have it our way. No, it's God's way or the highway. Get out of bed and turn the doorknob of doubt and begin to push and pray. We can't hit the snooze button and say no to our destiny nine minutes at a time because God is ready to do something in this day. Some say in four months there will be a harvest but God says look up for the harvest is ripe it's ready right now we have to swing the sickle there are millions of souls in the valley of decision and you and I know the truth and the truth will set them free Jesus is standing at the door and he is knocking if you will let him in you will find everything that you've been looking for the redeemer He's talking. The Redeemer is in the room. The Messiah's feast is spread out on the table. If you're willing and you're able, pull up a chair because biblical revival is right now. Real revival. The atmosphere is pumped, primed, and ready. There's an air of expectation sweeping the nation. And it's time. Can you hear the knock? On your heart, can you see all of heaven standing at attention? Greater is he that lives in you and me than he that lives in the world. It's time, it's time, it's time. I'm telling you, it's time. We have to get hungry after holy. We have to get hungry after heaven. We have to get hungry after him. It's been stewing in my spirit that God moves at the speed of our hunger. Are you hungry? One, two, three, more. There's more in store. Father, I pray you would water this word and that you would bring forth a harvest of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name, I pray. God bless you. I'll see you next week. I'm going to go eat.